ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Not just any edition, but a special edition. Shout out to my man, Manny, in the building, hanging out with us today. Shout out to Manny, man. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a hard job to make me look good on camera. I don't even know if that's possible, but we got the cameras rolling today, uh, which is dope, man, because, I mean, we're doing this for a very special occasion, Fernando. I yeah, know it's uh, the biggest fight, in, in my opinion, uh, in at least the last 20 years. Man. So, I mean, this is a big event for sure. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest on the boxing calendar. Absolutely. If not the biggest. So, so yeah, this, this is a very important and a very special episode for sure. Yeah, man. Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Bud Crawford. We're going to get into it. And, of course, we couldn't have an episode this important without bringing in on the phone uh, our good friend, all the way from O City, my man Ivory Towns from the Whatever You Say podcast. Ivory, what's up, my brother? Fellas, fellas, thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm sorry I missed the last one, but this one right here is very, very important, man. Glad uh, I can get this one in with y'all, man. Big fight coming up. Hey, man, huge Big fight. Huge fight coming up, you know, and, and again, just to kind of look back at the year that we've had uh, that is 2022, Fernando, uh, 2023. Uh, because 2022 was a pretty good year, too. Yeah, it was. But nothing really compares to this year. No, not at all. It's been a signature year. And, you know, we talk about this before in a lot of episodes that, you know, not said it a lot, that it's very reminiscent of the 90s. Yeah. Back when we had the Don King shows with That's the right. Supercarts, with the Chavez and Tyson Five. Only in America, baby. You know, Riddick Bowe, uh, Holyfield, and all those Supercarts from back in the 90s. Right. So, we're, it kind of reminds me of that era, and it's, it's a good feeling to be back in, in those type of days, man. I mean, we're actually getting the fights that we want, uh, and, and we could go down that list, right? We've had so many great fights this year. There's a few good fights still left, including what I think, like you said, man, the biggest fight in quite some time, uh, the undefeated versus undefeated, a chance for an undisputed champion. Two guys who are not just fighting each other, but fighting each other in their prime. I mean, again, Fernando, this just doesn't happen very often. No, it does not. And and we talk about fights that get made, you know, maybe too soon or too late. This one is being made at the right time. Right time. Right at their, at their peak, at the time when they're both considered, you know, top pound-for-pound guys. Right. You know, there's a debate for either one of them that could be the number one. So this is the, the perfect time for it. There's just, uh, there will be no excuse, and it's for all the marbles. So this is uh, a big, big super fight. Big super fight. Big time. Uh, of course, Errol Spence Jr., uh, versus Terrence Bud Crawford. Um, let me go ahead and break it down here. And we've got some information to share. I mean, let's jump right into it because, again, this is what we're here to talk about today. Primarily, there's also another big fight happening uh, that we're going to talk about as well, too. But let's jump into the main event. Uh, Errol Spence Jr., uh, 33 years old from DeSoto, Texas, out there in the Dallas area. His record is 28-0 with 22 knockouts. I repeat, 28-0. With 22 knockouts, you know the kind of power this guy has. Uh, he's 5'9", with a 72-inch reach. He's got three of those belts, the WBC, the WBA, and the IBF. Uh, his trainer, of course, is trainer of the year, uh, recent trainer of the year, Derek James. What a camp that is out there. It's a very, very strong camp. Uh, and one thing that's uh, interesting to me about Derek James is he said that he's sticking w- with what he has right now. He's not adding anybody else. Right. He's going to retire with his current stable. Wow. Which to me, you know, that shows a lot of commitment to the guys he has. He's choosing, you know, quality over quantity. Right. Because you do see fighters, you know, who end up, you know, with other coaches who don't have time for them. You know, coach who gets overwhelmed. You know, right. you got guys like Freddie Roach and, you know, Robert Garcia who got like, what, 20, 30 plus fighters. Right. So you're kind of stretched a little bit thin. And, you know, Derek James is just, he's saying he's sticking to the guys that he has. 
he's going to stick with him and that's who he's going to retire with. To me, that's actually pretty, it's commendable, but it's also very interesting because you it is. don't always really see somebody say that. I don't remember seeing that before. No. <laughs> so, so again, exclusive company over there, uh, you know, with Derek James, uh, who was just, like I said, awarded trainer of the year. And by the way, I found out watching All Access, have you had a yeah, chance to I've see? Seen, yeah, I've seen them both already. A practicing Buddhist? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, how, how, are you, how are you a practicing Buddhist and, and you literally teach violence? Yeah. But you know what? You need, you need that kind of patience, though, to do with some of these fighters. If you're a coach and you've dealt with some fighters, you've seen some personalities, Yeah, maybe you need to become a Buddhist. Maybe I need to become a Buddhist. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever works, man. Whatever works. It's working for these guys. Yeah, it works. Uh, and, and, of course, Terrence Bud Crawford, 35 years old. So just a couple, uh, couple years older, two years older. Uh, than his opponent in, in Errol Spence. Terrence Bud Crawford, 35, from Omaha, Nebraska. Look at this record. 39-0 with 30 knockouts. Again, Bud ain't no joke, man. He's 5'9", uh, with actually a reach advantage of 74 inches, so a couple arms stretch out a couple inches longer. He's got the big WBO belt. Uh, and his trainer, longtime trainer, longtime just figure in his life, uh, Bo Mac, Brian McIntyre, they've got a, a pretty, a pretty well uh, documented relationship. Yeah, yeah, they do. But they also have a, it's like a team effort there. Right. You know, they have Bo Mac, they have Isau Dominguez. Or I, I hope I pronounced his last name sure, right. Sure, sure. Uh, Diego, I'm sorry, Diego. Isau Diego, and they have another guy there. I, I can't remember his name, but the three of them, you know, collectively work together, and you know, they've re- uh, achieved great success. You know, they made Crawford the best pound for pound fighter in boxing. So you know. There's, there, their situation's a little different where, you know, Derek James is sticking to just what he has and it's really him. He runs, he runs the show there. Right. Versus over here, it's, uh, three, three guys that are coming together to work with Crawford and making him the best. So I think, uh, but it's still a situation that works, you know. Listen, I want to get into really breaking this fight down and also start talking about their notable fights. But before I do that, uh, Ivory, just real quick, man. I mean, you know these two fighters. Uh, again, you're, you know, you're a big time you know, fan of the sport of the sweet science. Has your opinion changed at all since this fight was first announced, since they first started talking about it to where you are now with, with how you feel about the fight? Or are you, are you pretty much at the same place uh, now as you were when they announced the fight? Yeah, I'm pretty much at the same place. Uh, I've had Bud Crawford from the jump and, you know, Errol Spence, I mean, he's no joke. He has a little more, a little more get up and go, a little more, uh, you know, ferocious style to his fighting. Um, Bud Crawford likes to probably give you a couple of rounds to try to figure you out and, and take you out of there. But um, one thing with Bud Crawford and, and or the main thing that that kind of sets the tone and, and, and difference and both of them are, are pretty stoic and, and, you know, they carry their their heart in their sleeve and they, they're, they're prideful guys. But I just think Bud Crawford just – Maybe it's just personality. He's just a little more locked in. I feel like I feel like I've I've seen I've seen Earl Spence Jr. hanging out with Yellow Beezy and and a couple <laughs> of Dallas rappers. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No. I just feel like Bud is locked a little bit tighter, and, and, and or should I say, maybe Earl Spence enjoys that you know celebrity profile a little a little more than 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 Bud does as far as the way he lets people know. That he's out there and he's just a little more prideful and and and, and boastful with his, um, you know. Either way is fine as far as it, 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 especially the way there that 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 they've came out and handled business so far uh, in their careers. But now nothing has really changed my mind. And and one thing that when you when you brought up that reach differential between the two, 
it took me back to a football coach. I was interviewing a football coach, and he said, the perfect lineman, offensive lineman, is a midget with long arms. <laughs> and you know what? He's not a midget, but for that weight class and for him to be, you know, at that, what is he, five eight, five nine, something around there? Right, right. Those are yeah, unusual, unusually long arms for a guy that size. So that's one advantage he has going for him, and it took me back to that when you said that uh when you brought up that reach advantage so now nah, my mind hasn't changed man i wouldn't be surprised either way but i'm leaning towards but great point and, and can we talk about that because there's a lot to break down about this fight let's talk about the point that ivory just brought up here just the kind of demeanor of these guys yeah it is a little bit different and i can yeah. understand what ivory's saying you know terrence crawford does seem a little bit more lively in his demeanor yeah maybe a little bit more i don't want to say intense because he is a cool customer but but if we were comparing it to in that way yeah and 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 he's right errol spence listen he's this southern guy he you know he's talking about you know taking bud crawford and smoking on bud yeah. he looks like he's been doing that because yeah. he's so lackadaisical yeah. he's yeah. so like chill yeah but that to me even has always been he, a misleading thing for yeah. him even the way he speaks he sounds like he's almost learned his words he's just too chilled he's out. just like just yeah. always like on one you yeah. know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. but he's not though that's just his default which yeah. again i think brings to the uniqueness of who errol spence jr yeah. is yeah but you kind of get what ivory's saying there yeah yeah for sure i mean and again you know appearances can be deceiving you know sure if you listen to mike tyson speak you wouldn't think he was the baddest man on the planet at one point <laughs> but if you watch him hey boy <laughs> you you know so yeah so it's the same thing with, with Errol Spence. You know, he might be a little chilled out yeah. in his personality, but when he gets in the ring, he takes care of business. He takes care of business, man. And, and, you know, it's things about Errol Spence's personality that have got me so excited for this fight. Let me ask you the same question, Fernando. Are you in the same place now, week of the fight, as that you were when this fight was first talked about and announced? Yeah, I am. Uh, I just feel that, you know, Terrence Crawford has more in the arsenal. Uh, he's got more weapons. He's got more uh, experience. Uh, he takes care of his big fights. You know, he stops his guys. I mean, he, he can finish you with either hand. He's, he's a great switch hitter. Uh, and I'm not taking away from Errol Spence. I mean, he's still an, a great southpaw. He's got great pop on both hands. But I just feel that Terrence Crawford just has a little bit more in his arsenal. And and I really am leaning towards a stoppage win for, for, for Bud. Bud by stoppage. Stoppage in about 10 rounds. Well, it's interesting you say that because uh, I'm going to give my take here in a minute, too. But I do want to jump into like the notable fights. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> boy, let me tell you, man, I, I've been feeling a certain kind of way about this fight. Uh, and, and, and my mind started second guessing when I started comparing notable fights. Uh, let's start with notable fights for Earl Spence. Uh, TKO victory over your Dennis Ugas. Which is a great victory. Impressive one, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's got a unanimous decision victory over Danny Garcia. A split decision over Sean Porter. A unanimous decision over the undersized Mikey Garcia. Yeah. And then a knockout victory over Kell Brook. And he, he hurt Kell Brook. Yeah, I think, I think he effectively ended Kell Brook's run right. as, a, as a peak fighter. Right. I think he ended him. And, of course, you know, Crawford got him out of there. But when Crawford got him, it was a shell of his former self. And if you're keeping notes here, that's five notable fights, uh, two of them by stoppage, the rest by decision. One of them is a split decision, yeah. uh, the fight against Porter. If I go over to Crawford and start talking about his, his notable fights, I've got eight here on my list, really could be nine. Uh, and they're all stoppages except one. He had a unanimous decision victory over Victor Postol. Uh, I mean, we're talking about 
TKOs, all TKOs of Sean Porter, Kell Brook, Amir Khan, Jose Benavides Jr., Jeff Horn, John Molina Jr., Yuri Orkis Gamboa. He stopped all those guys. Exactly. And, you know, Gamboa at the time was seen as this emerging star. Yeah. You know, uh, Victor Postal had knocked out Matisse. Uh-huh. And so he was a big, a big name at the time. Right. Sean Porter had never been stopped. He'd been competitive with everybody he fought. We saw what happened there. So, you know, Crawford gets his guys out of there. Right. You know, he gets his guys out of there. And, uh, you know, Spence, he, he was competitive with Danny Garcia. Mm-hmm. You know, Danny Garcia was able to compete with him. Uh, Sean Porter gave him difficult moments. That's why it was a split decision. Now, I, I don't want to lean too much into, because uh, I was kind of doing it b- before, but I don't want to lean too much into comparing results because we used to do that with Pacquiao and Mayweather. Right, right. You know, Pacquiao would get Mayweather's guys out of there quicker, mm-hmm. but then we saw what happened in the fight. So, right. So anything could happen in boxing, you know. Um, styles make fights. Styles make fights, for sure. But, you know, it's very eye-catching, right? You know, Crawford's getting his guys out of there, and Spence is, you know, being in competitive decisions. Right. And there's reasons for that. There could be reasons for that. Like you said, the style is in such a way. I think opponents uh, prepare for these fighters in a different kind of way and think and, 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 and kind of execute or fail to execute in a certain kind of way against their opposition, you know, and that looks a little bit different when you face a Terrence Crawford. That looks a little bit different when you face an Earl Spence. Ivy, were you going to say something there? Is is Spence the biggest fighter Crawford has is, is, is gone against? Size-wise? Uh, Isn't the height? Maybe, yeah. I, I know Jeff Horn was kind of a big a Jeff guy. Horn's a big guy, yeah. But, you know, he wasn't as good. Right. Sure, but maybe ben, Jeff Horn was a big, a big dude. Benavides also had a little size to him. Benavides did have a little size to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... You know, I, I just I think Crawford's footwork, man. You know, just the way he, you know, it, it, his his foot his 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 footwork isn't one two three. You know, it's it's maybe a side step one two three back up, another diagonal kind of duck behind. Now I'm on the side of you. It's it's a, it's it's very fluid, but it's pretty. It has a lot of variety to it. Also, I, I think I think one thing Spence brings is a lot more. You know, fundamental kind of old school, more of the normal kind of boxing style. I think Bud adds a little, little different, little pizzazz and footwork to his. I think Spence is a little more traditional in the way that he fights. Uh, but, however, right, um, the way that he goes about it. Because, listen, you're right. Crawford as well, too. Very crafty. Yeah. Very crafty. Works the angles. Dynamics. Obviously, very well documented how effective of a switch hitter he is. Yeah. Going from conventional stance to the southpaw stance. I mean, he does this thing like it's nothing. Yeah. Just from one moment to the next, yeah. he's switching up on you and creating new angles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's amazing what Bud Crawford can do in there. And sure, Spence has a little bit more of your traditional pressure fighter features. Yeah. Just kind of a little bit more flat-footed. Kind of coming forward, but constant pressure. Constant pressure. Constant yeah. pressure. And let me tell you something. When he does get to his target, he inflicts serious damage. Yep. And that's what keeps his opponents on their bike all night. That may be why he has more decisions. Yeah. I'm just, does that make sense? It, yeah, no, for sure. Like, for example, when Mikey Garcia, I think when he caught a, a taste of his power, he he wasn't no part of it anymore. He, that was it? That was it. He just was happy to just go 12 rounds. I'm not engaging anymore. And... uh but the one thing that's interesting for me, too, is we, we talk about how great of a switch hitter Crawford is. I really am wondering if he's going to at any point go southpaw with this natural southpaw. You know, it's, uh, 
in, in most cases, when you fight a natural southpaw and you switch southpaw with him, it's almost like going into the mouth of a lion. Right. And so I wonder if Crawford's going to want to do that with, with Spence. You know, I, I wonder if he'll do it. I, I, again, that's right. That's why this matchup is so intriguing. That's why, we, that's why we're going to pay the upcharge pay-per-view price that they're charging so we can see this exactly. fight. You know what I mean? We're going to see it. We want to see, you know, who really is the best. Who can do Because we know, and again, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump into my take on this here. I will admit, and I re- we talked about this yesterday as we were kind of getting ready for this show. Um, I will admit to you right now that probably the smart, logical money is on Terrence Bud Crawford. He just does a few more things. He's got a few more tricks up his sleeve that would say, man, well, if I've got to pick a winner, I'm probably going to you know, bet on Bud, right? Yeah. He's got those switch hitter you know, uh, he, he can do that, that versatility. He does have that kind of unique foot movement and that ability to, to be where he wants to be and, and control the fight in that way. That's true. I admit that. However, however, sometimes there's just a guy who is relentless. There's a guy who won't take no for an answer. As much as you want to deny him, he's going to keep coming for you, keep coming for you all night, no matter what you do to him. If you hit him, if you, you know, duck him, dodge him, if you're blocking, if you're on your bike, doesn't matter. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. And when he gets to you, he's got hands that literally can break bones in your body. Sometimes the answer to skills is just a bad motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Sometimes you're just bad enough to get the job done. And and there's something about the demeanor of Earl Spence Jr. I think he's that guy. I I, I think he's that guy. I think he's just bad enough to say, you know what? I understand you've got these skills, but I'm just going to break you. And when you're broken, good luck using those skills. And Terrence Crawford has a will that is seems to be ironclad. I mean, this guy, he, he is locked in. He's a yeah. street guy. This dude, no, he got it out of nothing. He got it out the mud. I'm not discrediting him. I just think that Earl Spence Jr. is a true throwback fighter. I think he's the kind of fighter that could fight in any era, like, Earl, like, like, like Bud Crawford as well, too. Yeah. But that constant, I just come all day, all night, I'm looking for you, I'm throwing nothing but bullets, nothing but just this, you know, these rocks at you, power punches, nonstop from the beginning to the end, no matter when the end is, and that makes you adjust. I think you're going to have to adjust more than I'm going to need to adjust. That's why I'm going with the Texas guy, Earl Spence Jr. Yeah, and my my only reply to that would be that sometimes that aggressiveness you were describing, yeah. It, it works perfect with a B-level fighter. Sure. A C-level fighter. Sure. You, know, you can stop him. And, you know, when you're, going, when you're a bad motherfucker and you're going with another bad motherfucker who just happens to be a smart motherfucker yeah, right. as well, <laughs> it, it just might, you know, it could bite you in the ass. And, you know, Mike Tyson is the one that said, you know, it's a, this is a thinking man sport. That's right. Tough so, guys get hurt. So, you know, yeah. that aggressiveness, it could pay off for you. But if, if there isn't no plan B, C, or D with, a, with someone like Terrence Crawford, you know, you might get put on your ass. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm thinking, you know, we're, we might have a fish fry, and just like he says. So, 
but you know, but that's the that's the big question, right? Will it be a fish fry or are we smoking bud that day? Yeah, what, what are we doing? What are we doing, Ivory? <laughs> what are we doing? I I mean, I think you've got your pick, but how do you want to respond to that, man? Well, I, I wanted, I wanted, I, I will. Let me give you some props on your motivational speaking, <laughs> because if I was on, if I was on the fence, me over right there with all that right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you might, you might. All that good talking you over there doing, man. <laughs> but but let me ask Fernando. Um, as a trainer, I saw the video of Earl Spence. I forgot. I was it Ugas? I forgot the fight he was yeah. against where um, he, he told that story about how he thought his teeth got knocked out. Yeah, it was Ugas. And it was his yeah. mouth piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugas, it yeah. took him a couple rounds to get his head back right. I, as a trainer, do you even want your fighter... Telling that story on fight week against a guy like Bud Crawford? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. You know, it just, you know, it's an interesting story, you know, but if if he, uh, if it's something that maybe he reveals like a potential weakness, right? Where, where, where he's always like, maybe he says, oh, well, I tend to get distracted a lot in the ring, or I think I start thinking about, the, then I would tell my fighter, shut the fuck up. Well, well, that's kind of what makes you, I think that's what yeah. Ivory's getting to is it almost makes you worried that this is whether he's, whether he realizes it or not, even if it's subconsciously, he's worried about something outside of his opponent. Yeah, like maybe he kind of accidentally slipping out, like saying that he he only focuses for certain fights or something like that. <laughs> maybe I mean I don't know. I, I mean I don't want to you know you know uh, analyze it uh, right, that much, right, but right. But yeah, I mean as long as he doesn't reveal too much about something, I I, I wouldn't mind my fighter saying anything like that. Um, you know, it just seems like he was just an interesting story that, that he was telling for, for the cameras. And, and, and let me tell you, it's really peculiar because it seems when they go back to the footage of that fight against yeah. uh, Ugas, when Spence was was fighting Ugas, and he thought that that happened when he, the moment yeah. he was talking about, he, like, stopped fighting. Yeah. Well, you can't do that against Bud Crawford. Hey, Crawford might knock knock out more than your teeth. Right. So right. he might got, knock out two, three, or four teeth. And That's right. You better not stop. You better keep fighting. If you're relentless, like we were just describing. My, my hope is that he learned from that moment yeah. because you, can't, you cannot afford to make that kind no. of mistake against Terrence Bud Crawford. So let, let, let's get this uh, right here. Go ahead. I'm Bud Crawford. I, I was licking my chops when I, when I yeah. you know, heard him say <laughs> something like. Yeah, no, if, if I'm Bud uh, Crawford, but, I'm trying to. You know, tie up the score. You know, let's see how many teeth I can knock out <laughs> for sure. <laughs> to be clear, the reason he has issues with his teeth is because of the car wreck. It wasn't a man who did that. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. what was it, a Ferrari he was in? What was he in? I Lamborghini can, can, or something? Yeah, Lamborghini. I Lamborghini, think. he flipped like 12 times, <laughs> you know? I mean, again, Errol Spence Jr. is very lucky just to be alive. Yeah. And, no, and, sure. and, and I'll say this too. I'll admit this too. Once... He, I didn't think he was ever going to fight again. Uh, but once it was they looking like that, yeah, it was looking like that, yeah. Once he announced that they, he was coming back after that near death experience, yeah. I was like, man, is this dude ever going to be the same? I started thinking, what a shame! This dude was so amazing, he'll never be the same again. But he has proven me wrong. He looked like if you didn't know that, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it, you know, there's been, you know, it's been documented of athletes who go through something like that and they're not the same anymore. So. There was no reason to think that, that Spence wouldn't have been the same, but you know he came back, and I, I believe it was what Danny Garcia who he fought coming back, right? Who, by the way, is not an easy fight. Come on now, and he went in there and he, you know, took care of business. You know, it was a close fight, competitive fight, but he still won, and he clearly won the fight. You know, to do that coming from that type of a uh, of a setback, uh, from that type of uh, incident, you know, that's pretty remarkable for sure. I want, I want to. I always wondered, Fernando, how do you think his training changed at all? Like, say those first. 
three, four months back from the car crash? Or do we do you think we lessened up on the training a little bit? Or maybe certain things we kind of stayed off of? And uh, it just depends I on think what. That's, like it depends on his injuries. I know he suffered facial injuries, right? So maybe you don't put him in sparring. You don't put him in sparring for a while till you know that heals up. You know, kind of you kind of start tweaking the training a little bit, kind of to suit his needs, depending on, on the injuries. But you know, when you come back for a big fight, you know the training can't be light. It has to be pretty hard. So I imagine he took all the time he needed to heal before they they started uh, you know training pretty hard. Yeah, man. I mean, y- you would hope so. Like I said, I had my doubts that you know I, I didn't think. You know, when I saw that car crash and that, and that car flipping over and over and over the way that it did so violently, yeah. I thought, you know, well, he's, he's first of all, he's not going to make it. Yeah, no, but no. he made it. And then I was like, well, then he's definitely never going to fight again. He's fighting again. And at the top level, he's a world champion. He's got three belts. And he continues to knock people out. And what is going to happen, we'll have to find out coming up this weekend, yeah. man. Again, one of the biggest fights that we have ever seen and really in just quite some time uh, for sure. Yeah. And make no mistake, everything that we just described about Spence, that makes him somewhat of a legend. Like, he's, right. he's, he's, you know, he's got a few more things to accomplish, but if he were to retire today, we can call him a legend. Yeah. It was, a, leg- it was it's a legendary thing he did coming back from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's do this. I think we all have kind of basically said our piece, but just officially, let's do this right now. Official for the books. Where's your money at? Earl Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford, one of the biggest fights in recent memory. Fernando, I'm going to start with you. Just official final take, official final pick. My official final pick is Terrence Crawford. I think the fight's going to start out very competitively. They're both going to get their shots in. I think somewhere around the eighth or ninth round, I think uh, Crawford's going to start to punish him a little bit. I think I think uh, Errol Spence is going to start paying the price for some of what you were just saying about some of that aggressiveness. And uh, in the 10th round, I'm going to say he's going to knock him down, and we're going to see a flurry of punches, and we're going to see a stoppage. All right. All right. Ivory, how about you, man? I got Crawford, but I think it goes the distance. Um, Earl Spence, you know, heart of a lion. He's going to give Crawford all he can handle. But I think Crawford just too slick. And both of them too much heart to go down. Has Crawford been touched down? I don't think he has, but um, what was his name? I think uh, the guy they call Mean Machine uh, rocked him, and it could have been counted a knockdown if you look at the replays. Uh, he he put him through uh, through a good fight, but I think and then he faced some adversity with uh, with Gamboa. He faced some adversity with Gamboa, and, and by the way, Gamboa at that time was undefeated, and you know he was definitely seen as a future potential star. So he's faced some adversity, but you know his last few fights have just been you know one sided. Both of them may touch the ground once, but it goes a distance. I got Bud. Yeah, I can see that happening for sure. That that would be epic. I mean, be a, make for a great fight. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to stick with my guns, fellas. I, I mean, I know. Listen, I admit I'm going against the grain here, but I, I just, I, at the risk of doing what you're not supposed to do when you're when you're calling fights, yeah. going go what you want, you know, go you know using heart over logic, right? Yeah. I'm just going to do it anyway uh, because I do believe what I said. I, I think the, the picture that I painted is a true path to victory here. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not far fetched. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, he, it's the craziest Crawford, yeah. thing you ever heard. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Crawford's fighting a journeyman or, right. or a gatekeeper. He's fighting a legit world champion, you know, who's got as much credentials as he does. And there's also a future potential Hall of Famer. So it's not far fetched to, to, pre- to predict the victory for Spence. Right. So so I'm sticking with it. I'm going with Earl Spence. I think he'll win a, a decision. Um, 
And, and, and I'm looking forward to it because at the end of the day, right, both these guys are undefeated champions in their prime. One of the somebody is going to have to be taught by the other one how to lose. And I think Spence will recover fine. He'll bounce back. And, you know, <laughs> they're going to fry the fish, but he'll come back and he'll, he'll still be Errol Spence. He'll be good. Right. Right. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that, man. So we've got our official picks in there. And listen, man, I mean, this is obviously something that, uh, you know, we're, I look forward to coming back and, and recapping and, and seeing how, how the chips actually fall here. But uh, one time uh, for the boxing gods, man, who have made 2023 such a special year. And this is definitely uh, the biggest fight of the year and of many years. Many years, for yeah. sure. For sure. And, and, and we're really looking forward to it, man. Um, also, real quick, want to talk about this, too, because there is also another big fight, obviously going to be very overshadowed by Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford. Uh, but uh, the monster, in a way, is back in the ring, and he's got a nice test coming up. Yeah. Yes, uh, Fulton, Stan Fulton. Yeah. He's a good slick boxer. He's from Philadelphia, too, so he's got that toughness that Philadelphia fighters are known for. That's right. You know, he can take anybody to school on any given night. Right. Doesn't have doesn't have heavy hands, but, you know, he's elusive. He can, you know, frustrate you, and he's gotten some good wins. Uh, he's on a good streak right now. Um, will, will he be able to ask questions of the monster that have never been asked before? I personally don't think he will. Okay. Just because, you know, in a way, he doesn't seem to respect people's power. Right. He doesn't seem, I mean, you saw what he did to Donaire. Man. And nobody does that to Donaire. Nobody. And in a way, said, fuck that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Went in there and knocked him out in two rounds. You know, and, so, and brutally, too. Yeah, brutally. It was not, yeah, it was a highlight reel knockout. Um, you know, he doesn't take tune-ups, looks like. He right. jumps straight, you know, goes up to the divisions and takes another top dog right away. And look, I mean, in a way, has been my number one pound-for-pound pound fighter, obviously because I penalized uh, Crawford and Spence for not making the fight, you know, last year. But I mean, he's he's not just anybody. He's definitely deserving of of that number one pound spot too. Like if yeah, if uh, Crawford or Spence, you know, maybe lost lost a fight here and there, I don't think there'd be a problem with anybody putting in a way as sure. the top guy. I mean, he's he's got tremendous power in both hands, and he just he seems to knock out people, you know, in, in his weight classes uh, when he comes up. Yeah, you know, twenty four and oh, 21 knockouts. Yeah, I mean, so. It's a beast. He's every bit the monster that uh, he's advertised as. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Ivory, have you had a chance to catch up on on all the destruction that the monster, in a way, has has uh, has been up to? They asked me about him yesterday. I didn't. It didn't register who he was. I didn't. I didn't know his name. See, but that once happened, I saw some highlights. Yeah. That that happens a lot to these <laughs> these smaller division yeah, fighters. Yeah, for sure. And you know, being from Japan, you know, he's not going to get a lot of exposure here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that they're starting to because I mean, he, he's a great he's a great fighter. Yeah, go ahead, Ivory. I'm sorry. Uh, but no, I, I didn't know his name just just off conversation. But when I saw the video, I was like, oh yeah, I have <laughs> yeah, I've seen these highlights. <laughs> I've seen this guy get down. But my my question, and I read up on on Stephen Fulton. And like you said, uh, Hurricane, he's from Philadelphia, so you know what that means. Yeah. He's down to put a scrub. My question is, he he's a natural 122. He walks, that's that's what he fights at. Yeah. In a way, has come up 105, 108, or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, who, who, I mean, how much of, of a of a disadvantage or advantage is that for for Fulton or in a way in your mind? I don't think it's a disadvantage because the last time he came up and waited, he came up and weighed against a much taller guy. And people thought he was going to give Inouye problems. And Inouye knocked him out in one round. One round. One round. That's all it took. And so I don't think Inouye really respects power that much in those lower weight classes. Right. I think he knows he's, he's a monster. He's got that, that power. So I don't think he's in any disadvantage at all. The only thing I can see is maybe if 
uh, Fulton starts making a miss early and, you know, take him to deep waters and still make a miss. And, you know, I'm wondering to see if I want to see if uh, anyway can get frustrated. Right. And maybe get tested. But I honestly don't see it. Fulton throws a bunch of punches, too, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to see if, he, if Fulton can take those punches. I mean, like I said, like we said, he's from Philadelphia. So he's probably had some gym wars and sparring that are For tougher sure. than some of his fights. For sure. You know, so, you know, let's let's see that Philadelphia heart. And let's see if uh, what Inouye can do with it. Listen, no, no disrespect to Stephen Fulton here, uh, Fulton, uh, because I, I'm really looking forward to this fight. Yeah. I, I think that he is going to, if not ask questions, at least pose some problems, uh, yeah. some some things that Inouye is going to have to do to figure out to get to him. Yeah, um, I think he at least can possibly do that. But again, no disrespect to Fulton, but Inouye, how far can he go? Man, he's a little guy for sure, man. But and he's come up in the weight classes. I mean, one twenty two might be might be the peak. I mean, I, you know, maybe maybe one twenty six. But at that point, you got fighters a little bit bigger than him, right? A little bit more bigger than. So you think he he's about where he's going to stay? I, I think he's about where he needs to stay. Okay. I mean, he might challenge himself down the line. Sure. If he keeps knocking these dudes out at one twenty two. Yeah. But I mean, those one twenty six guys. I mean, I think you got little Santa Cruz there. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if he's still he's still active or not, but right. Uh, he's coming off that loss to Tank, and he, he fought recently. And, uh, so we got him. We got a few other guys at 126. Sure. Um, so he's got, uh, yeah, he's got those guys up there. And those guys are naturally bigger. They're probably cutting from 140 to 126. Right. You know? So I think 122 is probably as, as good as it gets for him. Okay. Ivory, did you, did you have something there? And did I read that he plans on going up to in, in weight after this fight? Or, or I thought I read that he, he's like, that's definite. Like, he's... He's going to try to make that jump. Go chase some money, Maybe man. Hey, I mean, go where the money's at for sure. But I mean, I don't see it. I don't see him going past one twenty two. To be honest with you, I mean, he's he's very good. But some of those guys with that natural size, man. Uh, Listen, I it just, makes a difference. It, There's weight classes for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if he goes up to one twenty six, he's likely going to fight some guy that's cutting, like I said, cutting down from one forty. You know, maybe even more. You know, those guys lose a lot of weight to get to that. And, I can't. I can't picture it. I mean, I just can't picture it. I look forward to seeing this fight. Uh, it's it's kind of a nice little appetizer. Oh, for right? sure. <laughs> for for what we're we getting ready for the big big fight. Yeah, right. This is a big fight too. By the it way, it is. It Let's is. Let's make no mistake. Right. But you know, we have the biggest fight. Yeah. This weekend, and it, it, this is a special kind of fight. Yeah. yeah for that sure. Is, that is gonna you know only comes around every so often. Uh, a true super fight here. Uh, I mean, a super, super fight. It's a, I mean, it's, again, it's as big as it gets for our sport when you've got two of the best guys pound for pound fighting each other in their primes. They're both undefeated and they are getting ready to get it on. Errol Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford, we're looking forward to that. Obviously looking forward to see the monster back in the ring too. Real quick on a parting note, real quick. Uh, you asked me about this, and I think we're getting it here. Uh, the heavyweight champion uh, of the world, Tyson Fury, who <laughs> he's going to be fighting, I guess, the UFC heavyweight champion. You know, we've talked about yeah, that in a previous episode. Sure. I, won't, I won't get into how I feel about that right now because I'm disappointed as shit. But <laughs> Team Nganu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Knock him out. Ru- ruin his plans, please. Uh, oh, my God. I, I, that's just not going to happen. But uh, Tyson Fury is going to clean his clock. But 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 uh, Tyson Fury also becoming uh, a man of the camera, in front of the camera. He's coming out with a Netflix series. Yep. That's what I've I, I seen a preview for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it'll be in the U.S. or what. But right. if, if it is, I'm watching it because he's still an entertaining guy, the Gypsy King. <laughs> Very you much. Know, his, his brother, his dad's also quite a character. So. Boy. 
Hey, if it comes out in the U.S., can't wait to see it for sure. Uh, Ivory, have you seen this? Have you heard about this little Netflix special coming up, man? They're going to be following around Fury and his family. Yeah, something like that. And it doesn't surprise me. You, you think um, Tyson Fury doesn't look at Conor McGregor and say, hey, man, I can do some things. with." Him. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. I can crack some jokes and, and make some money. I- and listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how Fury is not a bigger celebrity right now. I mean, the guy's six nine. He's one of the most uh, athletically gifted people of that size, of that stature. Um, definitely to ever be in a boxing ring. I mean, you're the heavyweight champion of the world. You got a personality that's larger than life. You've got a great human campaign when it comes to him, you know, uh, championing for mental health. I don't know how this guy's not a bigger celebrity. Um, I know he's huge in the UK, but I would think a lot of that would translate over here to the United States. I mean, it just really hasn't for one reason or another, not saying he's not a celebrity, but I'm talking about he should be like the biggest celebrity in the world. When you're the heavyweight champion, you've got all that going on. Once upon a time, that meant you were, you know, not couldn't miss TV, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see what this does for him. Uh, just this kind of exposure, you know, f- uh, following. I mean, his name is Tyson Fury, for crying out yeah. loud. That's pretty marketable yeah. to the U.S. audience. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see. Again, just a party note. We'll see if we can get yeah. some access and, to and that. And I'll say this States. much. And I'll say this much. I think it's a more compelling uh, show. It's more compelling than the actual fight he's going to have with Nganu. But <laughs> so sad. So I would much rather watch that. But hey. Because you ducked Usyk, because yeah. you you know you held up the biggest fight in heavyweight boxing, going Ganu, <laughs> put him on his ass one time and embarrass him. Even if you don't win the fight, just put him on his ass put one time. Put him on his ass one time. That would be hilarious. I would love it. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would that. I, yeah, you know what? Yeah, embarrass him a little bit. That'll be okay. Yeah, for sure. Embarrass him. I'm a Tyson Fury fan, but me you got, too. Me you too. I understand why I'm frustrated. Yeah, and and like I said, full disclosure, big Tyson Fury fan, but he held up the Usyk fight. You know, I don't know what the reasons were, but he held up that fight. He didn't get the fight with Reese made. He didn't get the fight with Joshua made. Instead, he chooses to fight, you know. Uh, someone who's not a boxer. Yeah, someone who's not a boxer. You know. Who, who do you guys believe that? I mean, is, there, is this a Mayweather, Logan DePaul brothers? I mean, because uh, on one side, it's, it's waking up the eyes of boxers and they're like Tyson Fury. They're like, all right, let me give some of these guys a shot. If, if it's $20 million, uh, in, in, in store for me. But then on the other side, look at the year, look at the, the fights that boxing is putting together. It's almost like they're combating that. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's quit bullying. There yeah. some good fights. So quit watching fighters and MMA guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, if he had kind of gone the Mayweather route where, and we talked about this before, where Mayweather fought McGregor after he had accomplished everything that he needed to accomplish in boxing. Right. That was just his way of going out with one final big payday. Make some big money, yeah. Had Tyson Fury done that after he fought Uzik and maybe indicated he didn't want to fight anymore, you know, because he always says that, I'm going to retire, I'm going to retire. Right, right. Back. But had he done that after Uzik, I don't think anybody would be mad at him. No, you know, not at all. It's a, it's a lot of money. Fight you know. Usyk, maybe get the fight with Joshua right off into the sunset, make, a, make an extra $50, $80 million fighting someone who's not going to give you any competition. Sure, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. But when there's still plenty of business to take care of in the heavyweight division and then you take that fight, to me, that's just a bad look. Yeah. You know, can't be mad at him for trying to make the money. Everybody wants the money and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a bad look when you still have, you know, the heavyweight division, you know, you have the legacy there to take care of and, right. and you choose this, so... Yeah, I, I agree. But again, you can't fault someone for getting to that bag, no, man. Exactly. 
can't can't fault someone for getting to that bag. Listen, fellas, we're gonna wrap up this show today. Uh, thank you so much. We are so excited. We are ready for Earl Spence Jr. Terrence Crawford. I got my pick. I feel I'm like I'm all by myself here with this pick. Yeah, no, we're gonna be frying some fish that weekend. Uh, <laughs> you know, regardless of what happens, man. I'm. You know, I might walk in here with a fish fillet <laughs> after that just to rub it in, but. I hope I don't even have to eat my words that day. Yeah, oh, 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 we we gonna see. <laughs> we gonna see. Ivory, thanks for checking in with us, my brother. We appreciate you having on uh having you on the show this week. Hey man, I love you boys, man. Uh call me back anytime. We can talk it. Whatever you say, podcast. Shout out to my man Ivory Towns. And of course, right here for Fair Ones and Fairways. You know how we do it. Until next time, keep your hands up. <laughs>